I have too many resources. So picture this. Every shelf was full of resources. There were decorations hanging from the ceiling. The display boards were backed in bright colours and filled with laminated posters. And the classroom was just chaotic. There were far too many things in it. If this is you, then take a listen to this week's podcast, which is all about decluttering and organising your learning environment. My name's Kimberly and I help early educators feeling stressed and overworked by providing training, guidance and resources to embrace the Scandinavian way of living well so they feel calmer, balanced and inspired to be the best version of themselves. So as early educators we often inherit resources and even spaces that after a while feel a little bit chaotic. My member Sarah has been childminding for years now and has collected so many resources that she often forgets not only what she's got, but she's running out of space. So my other member Tom, who's a reception teacher in England, found that he was doubling up on buying resources that were already in the depths of his inherited stock cupboard. So this was a waste of money. And not only this, he had some fantastic things in his cupboard, but he didn't know what they were. He didn't even realize they were there. So research tells us that the classroom environment is vital. So we need to be thinking about not only how we organize it, but we need to be thinking about how we resource it as well. So I'm going to talk to you today about three things you can do today to really create a calm learning environment that's got the children at the heart of it. So the first thing is we want to be looking at how we can build high quality everyday provision. So thinking about those everyday opportunities that allow young children to not only feel safe and comfortable, but it gives them a chance to plan their learning. When we constantly change our environment around, children become really unsettled. The staff become really unsettled. They don't know where things are. They feel like they're not in control. So we need to be thinking about how we create a foundation for our provision. We also need to consider how we organize the day-to-day environment. I've worked in settings and with settings where every week, every area of provision has been dressed in accordance with a particular theme that has been chosen or selected by the adults. So for instance, it could be dinosaurs. And in the sand tray, there are dinosaurs. In the box modeling area, the children are encouraged to make a dinosaur. In the jigsaw area, there are dinosaur jigsaws out. And when we organize our environment in this way, and we constantly provide for the children, it leads to very little creativity and very little independence. And isn't this what we want for our children? We want them to be independent learners. We want them to develop on those lifelong. We want them to develop on those lifelong skills. So let's think about the way we organise this. At the Autumn Hugo in the Early Years online conference last year, the incredible Alistair Bryce Clegg spoke about in his early years 
when he was working as a reception teacher, his environment would be set up based on what resources were in his stock cupboard as well. And it just shows you, we all go on a journey. We all have a starting point, but that's what it is. It's a starting point. It's a, it's a chance for us to move away from this, to reflect and think about what we need to do now, thinking about what our children need. So let's start by planning out your area. I want you to get some paper and I want you to draw out how it's currently organised. What areas have you got set up? Maybe crawl around on your hands and knees and actually see what the children notice at eye level. Do children have a sense of belonging there? What do they notice when they walk through the door each morning? And this is your starting point. And then you can move on from this and you can start to really plan what matters. So lesson number two is to audit then your resources. Have you got things that are open-ended? Things like your block play that can be anything and it allows for that creativity to happen. Is the space that you're creating matching that vision that you've worked on where you talk about how you as a setting are trying to promote independent learners, how you're trying to encourage imaginative play. So think about how this goes into your environment, how it matches up together. And if you're unsure about how you could audit your resources, I have created a free tool for you over on my website, www.togoingtheearlyears.co.uk, where you can audit your small world play for imaginative play possibilities. Okay, and then step number three, thinking about your accessible storage. So a big part of the Danish culture is building in trust and independence with young children. Just think of their approach to tree climbing in one of their many Danish nature kindergartens. But we don't need to just leave this approach for outside. Let's bring it in. Let's allow children to develop their skills in selecting their own resources, giving them ownership to plan what they want to do. Many young children in the Danish home are even given household chores to help them learn important life skills like respecting their environment. So think about how you're storing resources, storing things in clear containers. It might be that you're using plastic at the moment to help with cleaning with the pandemic that we've got. Um, but yeah, think about how you can create this in a way that allows children to see what's there. That children are not having to ask for things that are in a cupboard. They know what they can select from. They know where it goes. And something that I see often when I'm working with settings is that tidying up time becomes a time where just the adults uh, get involved. The children are often still playing or they're in When tidying up time needs to be a learning time. Children need to know where things go. They need the skills in this. I love a case study that I've got over on my website by my lovely member, Claire Wilson, who shows us how she set up a storage system for her loose parts using some clear jars. And this works brilliantly for her children. So go check that out. I think you'll be really inspired by it. Um, in my practice, I used to involve the children as well in creating their own meaningful labels, taking photographs of what areas looked like when they were tidy, so that children knew how to get them back to this and how they could make them tidy. 
And we also used to have Tidy Fridays, where we would, together, children and adults, we would wash up resources in the woodland kitchen. We would maybe take the dolly's clothes from the home corner and we'd give them a wash. We would be sweeping up the sand that had gone underneath the sand tray. We were giving the children real ownership here in their environment. So when it comes to sorting out our environment, we want to be planning for having everyday opportunities in our provision, having that continuous bank of resources that are open-ended and allow for that creativity and independence. And when we start to plan this way, it's going to save you time. You're not going to have to rack your brain every week thinking, okay, we're looking at dinosaurs this week. What can I put in the small world area around dinosaurs? And resourcing like that is really, really tiring. So yeah, try and move to more of a child-led approach, thinking about that open-ended play, thinking about everyday opportunities, and then think about your storage, allowing children to select what it is they need and be able to tidy it away at the end. Okay, well, I would love to see how you organize your resources. So do share them with me using hashtag who get in the early years on social media, and I will check that out. And I will share some of my favorite examples over on my Instagram stories. Okay, well, that's everything for this week. And I look forward to being back with you next week, where we take a little look at how you can work with mixed stages in your environment.